Hey folks, this is Wes Colton. Welcome to the Introvert Unbound podcast. This episode, I'm going to do things a little differently. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read an article I just wrote that will be up at introvertunbound.com if you'd like to read it with your eyes the old-fashioned way. So I'm going to read the article, take, I don't know, 10 minutes less, and then afterwards I'm going to go back and I'll kind of explain the pieces as if they need explanation. Uh, They may or may not. So without further ado, my article, If Online Dating Were Real Life. Most heterosexual men struggle with online dating but aren't quite sure what they're doing wrong. Women struggle too, of course, but mostly in different ways. It doesn't mean you shouldn't sign up for the sites and apps, but if you're going to walk through the virtual desert without dying of thirst, you've got to understand what you're up against. To help make these obstacles clear as possible, I'm going to translate the dynamics of online dating into a theoretical in-person scenario. Let's say an online dating pool for a particular swipe app is symbolized by 100 people at a venue. As it turns out, 70 of those 100 are men, 30 are women. Also, each person has their own personal spotlight shining on them and is able to stand in such a way that only one or two of their favorite angles can be seen by anyone else. And a giant number, their age, accurate or not, floats over everyone's heads. Looking around, you can see that 10 out of those 30 women aren't real. They're literal cardboard cutouts of people who once visited that room weeks, months, or even years before, or just as often, cutouts of made-up people using stolen photos. Of those 20 real women, five are married in relationships or just bored and looking for attention or a brief mental fantasy, in other words, not available to date. Five of the 15 remaining women are standing behind a velvet rope in a VIP section that you need to pay $300 to enter. And five of the 10 still milling around the rest of the room aren't ones you'd ever consider dating. Of course, all 70 men in the room are going after those five women. Even the men who pay their way into the VIP section are still casually interested in the other five, too. Now, seven of these men are the most photogenic, wealthy, high-status men within a 100-mile radius. Another 14 are still extremely photogenic, wealthy, and high-status. An additional seven men are slightly above average, 25 hover around average, and the last 17 below average. The strictly enforced rules of the venue are that a man can't speak to any of the women in the room unless that woman looks right at you and smiles. And you're only allowed to catch the eye of one woman per day. What's more, the event planners make sure the most photogenic, wealthy, high-status men are always standing directly in the line of sight of all the women. The men with average scores have to stand halfway across the room, and the men with below-average scores are pushed into the corner. If you're lucky enough to get a smile from one of these women and go over to say hi, Dozens of other men will also be talking to her at the exact same time. More than half of the time, the woman who smiled at you won't say hi back, but will completely ignore you. 
If she does say something to you, at best, it'll be hours or days later. In the unlikelihood that your conversation goes more than a few superficial back and forths, even if you chat with her for hours and or plan a date, chances are she'll cancel on you or will literally vanish into thin air before your eyes. This, in a nutshell, is why online dating is so hard. But say you go next door to a second venue where the ratio of men and women is closer to 50-50, where you have the same opportunity as all guys to walk up to any or every woman in the room, where you get to say a few words before the woman decides whether or not they want to keep talking to you, and where the vast majority of men aren't even talking to any of the women because they're doing all their dating in the first online venue. This second room actually exists and is called real life. And if you're a heterosexual man looking for dates and or a long-term relationship and online isn't working for you, it's where you should be investing most of your time and energy. So that was the article. It's kind of a parody, but also true, right? In a way, I keep thinking of it as an animation. Maybe I'll someday I'll get someone to do an animation. If you're listening, you want to do an animation, uh, we can make something happen. So let's just go through this kind of paragraph by paragraph, because some of it may or may not come across on the first reading. So first of all, why am I talking about this? Well, folks who are familiar with Introvert Unbound know that I am not anti-online dating, but I am anti-only online dating. And what that means, I am very much in favor of meeting people in real life because for the vast majority of guys, and I am talking right now about heterosexual men, things can apply. There are some universals here with online dating, obviously. I end up focusing on this the most because those are the folks who have the most issues with it. But it isn't to say that gay people or women or what have you don't struggle with online dating. There's some of the same struggles, but a lot of different ones. So that's what I'm focusing on because this is the hardest row to hoe, so to speak. So I'm trying to not downplay. I'm not trying to say don't ever online date or poison the pot in advance. I try to establish people's realistic expectations because so many guys they measure themselves on whether they are doing well online and i'll be the first to admit compared to in real life where i can go to pretty much let's just say every other event i go to or even every event sometimes i can get at least a phone number set up a date get something going on, sometimes a few women. Again, I'm not bragging here, and sometimes I strike out, of course, right? Plenty of droughts and, and everything like that. But I've proven that to myself over and over and over and over again. Online, I don't do a tenth as well. And if I were to assess, say, my place in the, quote, sexual marketplace based on online alone, I would say, wow, I guess um, I'm not super appealing, am I? I? I do okay once in a while and I can find the right women here and there, but compared to going out in person, it, it's not even close. So that's why I'm doing this. This is not, so we problem solvers, we often get attacked as negative. We're literally the opposite of negative. We're trying to create more positives in the world and we have to see what these issues are. So anyway, that's why I wanted to write this article. That's why I keep harping on this. I'm trying to keep people from 
having their confidence completely destroyed and wasting all their time doing something that is maybe not that fruitful. Okay, so I say the swipe app is symbolized by 100 people at a venue and 70 out of those 100 are men. So it depends on what app you're talking about, but there are some apps where it is 70% men. So that's all accurate. Each person has their own personal spotlight shining on them. So, you know, that's like you can fake things in your pictures, right? So that's an important piece. And then the giant number hovering over everyone's heads, the age, whether it's real or not, that's a really weird impediment, right? I do find that online, I don't get as many matches from younger women. Uh, I typically still get matches from younger women. Most women do want to date older men who are older than them, but it definitely drops off at around, you know, say like 10 years below. So I'm 43 right now. And if I'm dating, you know, it's mostly women mid late 30s and and 40s. uh, But when I go out in person, none of that matters, right? Because they meet me as a person first. And then afterwards, they learn my age, like, okay, I've already vetted him, I already think he's cool. Some women still are not cool with age differences, but whatever. But online, it makes it the prominent primary aspect. And that's what everyone is judging based on, which is kind of stupid. So then I say, looking around, you can see 10 out of the 30 women aren't real. Uh, Yeah, well, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about bots, uh, or I'm talking about people who have catfishing, but more often, it's just people who haven't been on the site in years, right? And they're still being pushed on the app. That's how these apps use people, typically women, as currency. They're they're literally using women as currency. It's it's not really that cool. So that's you don't have to deal with that in real life, right? All right. Then it says of these twenty real women, five are married in relationships, bored, looking for attention, brief mental fantasy. Uh, yeah, a lot of women are just playing around on these apps. Men too, probably, but. I'm talking about women right now. They are playing around on the apps. It's kind of a game. And some of them are, yeah, either looking to cheat on their spouse, which I don't think is cool, but it's not even that. A lot of them are just, they're just playing around. They're like, ooh, who like who would like me in this situation? So that can happen in real life, but you can cut to the chase a lot quicker in real life, or you can see if they're with their boyfriend or husband. So five of the 15 remaining women are standing behind a velvet rope in the VIP section. You need to pay to enter. So that's the paid, that's the paid um, memberships. And here's the thing. If you're doing online dating and you do want to maximize it, you probably need, you do need to pay. They deliberately demote your profile and they don't show you the same women. There are some that specifically have stated not that uh, attractiveness, physical attractiveness is everything, but they deliberately hide from you the most physically attractive women unless you get the VIP membership or whatever. So again, they're using women as currency on these these sites. I don't know if women realize that their profiles are being kind of held in hostage for more money from people and they'll show it to other people only when they pay money. I don't know if your average woman would be cool with that, but that's what they're doing. And then I say five of the 10 still milling around the rest of the room aren't ones you'd ever consider dating. Unfortunately, there are some women who are not going to consider dating and that's for whatever reason. And they're not always the same women, but for you there, that's going to be the case. And of course, 
I'm making estimates with these averages, but it's pretty pretty accurate, I think, based on the data and my experiences and the experiences of others. All right, so of course, all 70 men in the room are going after those five women. Even the men who pay their way into the VIP section are still casually interested in the other five. That's the fact, right? Here's the handful that aren't hidden behind the, the money wall and he, that you're potentially interested in. Every guy is going for that. Even those guys who are, say, you know, the most photogenic, high status, whatever. And unfortunately, the way a lot of it's it's really ironic. So women, most women on average in real life are less superficial about men's looks than men are vice versa. But online, they're more superficial because it's a photo rating game. It's just a game. And they're like, okay, who's the best photo? And that is kind of the the deal with something I call alpha syndrome, and which is just like, I only want what I consider to be the top of the heap, whatever that is. I'm not interested in anything else. Whereas a lot of men would be like, okay, maybe I want to go for, say, the prettiest girl in the room, even though most men don't do it that way. They're like, who, who would be even suitable? Who, who would I have a chance with or whatever? And then if it doesn't work out, they're not like, I'm going home. They're like, okay, well, cool. There's so many other women who I'm interested in. For a lot of women, that's not how they do it. They're like, either it's either Leonardo DiCaprio or no one. So when these guys get in the pool, it's uh, it's really hard to to stand much of a chance when uh, if it's 70 men going after five women. So And then, like I said, they are still going after those other women even if they don't get the uh, the ones they really want. Now, I say seven of the men are the most photogenic, wealthy, high-status men within a 100-mile radius. Another 14 are extremely photogenic, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Seven men slightly above average, 25 hover around average, the last 17 below average. So these are you know kind of made-up numbers, but this is kind of the case, right? But here's what's different. If you're in a bar... You're not necessarily, I'm not necessarily advocating for bars, but let's just using that as an example. Um, the It's not going to be the seven most, you know, top of the list, whatever men in the whole state going to be there, right? But with online, that's what's happening. There's access to every single man. So it really skews the the dynamic with the online situation. Whereas in person, the women are like, okay, this is, maybe they're still concerned with the hierarchy, but kind of getting into the top of it in a room full of random people is different than, you know, having access to, you know, the professional sports player and the professional actor in from Hollywood for the weekend or whatever. It kind of really skews the dynamic for online. And it's not good for women because they're all going for the same tiny percentage of men, most of whom are going to be players. Most men who have op options like that are going to be players for a long time. And so then women just get really upset. They're like, online dating doesn't work. And what I always tell women is, no, you just swipe left on your soulmate. That's that's what's happening with men. The typical thing is you need to get better at having more options with women. You need to get better at managing your options. So that's kind of what's going on there. And then the strictly enforced rules of the venue. A man can't speak to any of the women in the room unless that woman looks right at you and smiles. So that's the new thing where you have to match. But that was based on the old online dating. Anyone could message anyone. And basically women's complaints were that they were getting too many messages from guys they weren't interested in. So they wanted to be able to have the choice 
the, again, the, the issue is that you're going to just rate on the headshot. You're going to just be picking those small handful of men who are typically already dating many, many women and who aren't interested in commitment. So it ends up setting everyone up for failure, um, frankly, including the, the player men. I mean, as somebody who has had, who, who learned to develop a lot of options in dating, it's a, it's a weird, uh, I don't know what the right term is, but it's, it's something you think is really great, but actually can be really limiting. You're like, well, I can always move on to the next one and the next one. And that's, it's a really damaging mindset for anyone, men or women. Um, and yeah, and then you're only allowed to catch the eye of one woman per day, right? Cause a lot of places limit your likes. That's not the case that when you're out in real life. So all these artificial constraints really make it really difficult and may explain why you're having such a hard time. It's because who, who wouldn't in these ridiculous circumstances, all right. What's more event planners, make sure the most photogenic high status men are standing in front in, in the line of sight of all the women. Yeah. They boost the better you're doing all, online dating. If you're getting say a lot of swipes, women are swiping on you. They put you in front of more women. <laughs> they basically promote you because they're like, well, this is keeping women on the app. Even if it's ruining their lives, let's, let's just show it to more instead of like, wow, he's doing pretty well. Let's promote some of these other, these other men. To my knowledge, that never happens. They might be doing that in some circumstances with maybe some women, but I haven't, I, I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, so I don't know. But they definitely do promote the men who are doing well already. So that's literally all they're seeing, these women, and as if these guys need the help. And so men with average scores halfway across the room, men with below average scores push in the corner. So if you're not doing well on an app, you're going to get, seen even less and less and less. And that's the truth. And then you're lucky enough to get a smile from one of these women. You go over and say, hi, dozens of other men will be talking to her at the exact same time. <laughs> that's it, right? With the online, why does she not get back to you? Sometimes it's just because she's got 15 matches and 15 people are talking to her that day. That's a hard thing to manage, trust me. And so, whereas in real life, not the case, right? More than half the time, women who smile, you won't say hi back, will ignore you. You can They can do that in real life, but it's a little more difficult, right? They're, they're like, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom or whatever. But online, it's just so easy to ignore the messages. Uh, if she says something, you will be hours or days later. Well, yeah, that's what online stuff is. Obviously, she, she's not expected to immediately respond to you. But that's just the funny thing about that. Imagine you went up to somebody like, hey, how's your night? And then on Thursday, she tells you. <laughs> In the unlikelihood you're in conversation goes more than a few superficial back and forths, which, yeah, it's is rare with even matches online. Even if you chat for hours, plan a date, chances are she'll cancel on you or literally vanish into thin air before your eyes. So, yeah, there's a lot of tons of flaking and ghosting from online stuff. It's not that that can't happen from meeting people in real life, but you've solidified a little something. You're a real person at that point instead of just an avatar on a video game and then ghosting yeah they, there's no real life ghosting where they just disappear they at least have to walk away from you so that's online it's just all of a sudden yeah i mean i've def, i've had situations where it's like we're even set up for a date and then they just have unmatched me like no, nothing's i didn't say anything in the meantime nothing nothing's necessarily happened uh but they're just like yeah and then they're, they're just gone that doesn't happen and 
in person. So those that's me explaining over explaining my article for whatever reason. And uh, yeah, then I say go in that second venue where it's real life. So this is just a way of not saying online dating is stupid and hopeless. It's saying it might be for you. <laughs> and if you're putting all your eggs in that basket, I think that's a bad idea. And even if you're doing okay with online, you might be able to do better in person. That being said, I've known guys who do terrible in person. They have a real trouble going up to women and talking to them who have real trouble starting conversations, knowing what to say. But online, they do really well, usually because they're photogenic or whatever. And then they can go on a date and make it okay because it's already sort of gotten the ball rolling for them. So at least experiment with the different options. And if you're not doing well online, this is my final most important point here. If you're not doing well online, it does not mean automatically that you are not desirable to women. Go back to this article. Understand all of these obstacles that are either intentionally or just because of the platform put in front of you and realize that's why you're not doing well and then get out there and talk to people in real life. Hey folks, this is Wes Colton, coach and founder of Introvert Unbound. I hope you got something out of the latest podcast. And if you'd like to keep up on future episodes, be sure to subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, or wherever else you found us. If you want to go a bit deeper, please go to introvertunbound.com and sign up for our free monthly email newsletter. And if you're serious about developing a more fulfilling social, dating, and professional life, email me at wes at introvertunbound.com for your free 20-minute zero-obligation online consult where we'll come up with a game plan for you to leverage your strengths, overcome your obstacles, and become the introvert unbound.